<clears throat> all right, all right. Okay, okay. Where's up, everybody? All day talks facts right here. Gonna spit some facts like always. I was trying to do an episode <laughs> in the back of my uh, building before with my SmackDown review slash payback predictions. When I was at the six minute mark, I went on Facebook to uh, to get the results for you guys or more of the results for you guys. And I, and I accidentally clicked on a video and it ended the episode. And I really had to pee, so I ran upstairs. Just finished peeing. Now I'm doing the episode for you guys. Alright, so let's jump right into it. Alright, so SmackDown started off with Adam Pierce backstage with the security group. You know, saying be on the way for retribution. And overall, this SmackDown episode was bad, in my opinion. It was pretty bad. So thank goodness we didn't see retribution at all on Friday. Thank goodness we didn't see retribution. I would have been so fucking pissed if we would have seen them. Like, I'm not going to lie. <sighs> but, um, yeah, overall this episode wasn't good. It was a bad episode. So Raw was, um, yeah, Raw was horrible. Dynamite I thought was really good. But SmackDown was bad. And I want to let you guys know I'm, I'm not going to be able to watch Payback tonight. Because my Islanders are playing a game for the playoffs. So... I'm not going to be able to watch. I still will do a review on Payback tomorrow, of course. I'm definitely going to do that. Like, there's no doubt. Of course I'm going to do that for you guys, of course. But I, wanna, I just want to let you guys know right away that I'm not going to be watching Payback. Because if my Islanders, if they, weren't, if they weren't playing so late tonight or if they weren't playing tonight in general, I would be watching Payback 100%. But hopefully it's a good pay-per-view. Hopefully it's a good show. So you know when Adam Pierce goes into Vince McMahon's office... And he's like, he's got the sign. He's got to get signatures from Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, and Braun Strowman. And Vince Man says, "Well, go ahead. Don't fail me, though." <laughs> and he gives him an outfit, you know, a Postman Pierce. That was pretty funny. We'll get to that uh, later on. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, but the show does start off with Jeff Hardy coming out. I loved his attire, by the way. I loved the uh, face paint. That was really cool. Um, he comes out and says he's issuing an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship, which I thought was really cool. I was like, all right, cool, here we go. We're going to see an open challenge tonight. Then AJ Styles comes out, and he claims, like, there's a bias going around, going, going, going around because uh, Jeff Hardy was cleared last week to wrestle AJ Styles, and AJ Styles is hurt, and he wasn't cleared to compete, so he, you know, sends his bias around there. And he was still claiming that Jeff Hardy cheated because of the knee brace and he hit Styles with it. You know, I think when he uh, when he did the kick right there, you know, the knee brace hit Styles. But it is what it is. You know, Styles kept poking at, you know, Jeff Hardy. Just kept poking and poking and poking at him. And Jeff Hardy, you know, once you keep poking the bear, that bear's going to bite you right, right in the fucking ass. <laughs> so then Jeff took him down and then we go right to commercial break. And then when we come back from the commercial break... Uh, AJ Styles on commentary and Shinsuke Nakamura's in the ring so you get a little bit of 2018 vibes right there between uh, Shinsuke and uh, Jeff you know they wrestled for the United States Championship twice in 2018 those matches you know obviously the match Extreme Rules was stupid because Randy Orton distracted Jeff and then Nakamura hit him with the Kinshasa and the match lasted about like what six seconds I was like you gotta be kidding me that match at SummerSlam in 2018 was eh, it was alright I guess they don't seem to connect well in the ring because this match overall was very slow. Very slow. It was boring. Like, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a good match. 
it's it's definitely a match I wouldn't want to rewatch. It was very boring. I feel like I was falling asleep during the match. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, I understand Jeff's trying to sell the injured ankle, but this is a stupid match right here. It's so boring. It was just bad. I would have rather seen Cesaro and Jeff Hardy. I think that would have been a lot better because I don't think Nakamura and Hardy, you know, connect well in the ring. It just kind of shows. They don't really connect. They just they just don't. You know, and uh, they showed Cesaro. Like a little upset right there moments ago. Talking about, oh, I didn't even get a text message from Shin. He just walked right out of here. Like, okay, partner. So you, maybe there's tension now between Cesaro and Nakamura. But later on the show, there's really not. So I guess that they were kind of teasing it a little bit. But overall, it looks like they're going to be fine as a tag team. You know, they are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And everybody's behind them. You know, so I mean, come on. I don't think you should break them up so soon. In my opinion. Um, yeah, but like I said, this match was boring. So Jeff Hardy did retain. He beat Shinsuke Nakamura. And after the match, somebody returned. And that man is Sami Zayn. He came out with the Intercontinental Championship. And here's the thing. He never lost the Intercontinental title. He had to vacate it. You know, the true story is, you know, because they're not going to say on WWE TV. They, like, pretend COVID doesn't even exist, basically. <laughs> um, he went away for a few months because, you know, he didn't want to wrestle during this pandemic right here. I mean, yeah, now he's back. We're still in the pandemic and he's back. But um, maybe he was con- uh, con- uh, contract. Jesus Christ. Tongue twisters. Contractually, con- contractually obligated to be there. Maybe that's maybe that's why. Or maybe he wanted to come back. Like, I'm not too sure. But um uh we'll see what you know we'll see what happens with him, you know. Cause he didn't lose the Intercontinental title and he was calling Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles a frauds. And then he Haluva kicked Jeff Hardy on the stage and AJ was staring him down. So we're kinda getting like CM Punk and John Cena vibes from twenty eleven, like who was the rightful WWE champion. Like, when CM Punk walked out of the company, he never lost the title. He just walked out with it. So he was still the rightful WWE champion. So maybe they're going to do the same thing. Not at Payback tonight, but they'll probably do it next month at Clash of Champions. Like, who was the rightful Intercontinental Champion? Jeff Hardy versus Sami Zayn. I mean, personally, I would want Sami to win so he can get a rightful, you know, Intercontinental Championship reign. But I I I feel like Jeff would win, in my opinion. You kind of would have to have Sammy win, in my opinion. But I don't think they would do that. I don't think so. He did beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, but I don't, I, I don't know. All right, so let me not click on a video now because I'm on Facebook right now. Let me not do that while I'm doing this episode right here. Jesus, oh, my God. I was so pissed off when I did that by accident when I was downstairs. Oh, my goodness. Alright, so let's get to the rest of the show right now. I believe it's the uh, Firefly Funhouse, I believe, was the next thing. I'm almost sure it was. I just want to make sure that it, that it was. Gonna keep going down, going down, going down, going down, going down, going down, going down. Yeah, it was. So Postman Pierce rings the doorbell to the Firefly Funhouse. The, the picture is so funny. Oh, my God. To get Bray Wyatt's signature, and Bray said he signed Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman's death warrants. The picture is so funny when you see it on the 434 page. It's, oh my god, you gotta love Bray Wyatt. Oh, Jesus. Oh my god, it was, it was pretty funny. Like, Bray Wyatt's like, why would I sign it? I'm not the fiend, like, he's basically saying, I'm not the fiend, basically. 
<laughs> well, what would I sign that for? But, um, no, that was pretty funny. He's like, okay, I'll sign it, but it looks like I just signed death warrants. So, I mean, I really do think The Fiend is going to lose this Sunday. I, or this Sunday, wow, tonight. I feel like Roman is going to win the title, the Universal title tonight, in my opinion. And I'm all for it, and you'll definitely know why later on when we talk about that. So, that's one signature done. So, now we get to our next match. Well, at first, Matt Riddle came out, and he was calling out King Corbin. And then, you know, they went to commercial break, and then he was still calling him out. And then he finally did come out. And he was going down to the ring. Looks like he was going to go after Riddle. And then Chad Gable, like I said, I'm not calling him by his ring name. Chad Gable attacked uh, Matt Riddle. I'm thinking, is he a heel or is he a face? Because it's almost like one week he's good, the next week he's bad. So I really don't know what they're doing with Chad Gable. Like I said, bring Kurt Angle in. Let him be his manager. And let him let let him get Chad Gable stardom to the top. Seriously. Because if Kurt Angle is with Chad Gable, he could turn him around. And a lot of people can get more invested in Chad Gable. I guarantee you that. You know, not like Bob Backlund and Darren Young, because that made absolutely no sense, to be honest. What did they have in common? They had nothing in common. You have to get, like, a legend with a current wrestler who has something in common with them. Chad Gable is a former Olympian, like Kurt Angle, so there you go. There you go. That's just what I would do, to be honest, in my opinion. Because, yeah, I mean, Darren Young and Bob Backlund, it just seemed kind of weird. Let's make Darren Young great again. I mean, he was never great in the first place. He was he was okay, but it was just, it was weird when they did that. They didn't connect well, I felt like. Because they had nothing in common. When you bring in a legend to go in with, like, to go, uh manager wrestler they should have the thing they should have some things in common Backlund and Young didn't have that Kurt Angle and Chad Gable they definitely have that so that's what I would do that's what I would do to be honest it was a pretty uh, short match between uh, Gable and Riddle Matt Riddle got the win I was like these guys could have went like at least 15 minutes in the ring and they could have put on a really good match but it was a short match Riddle got the win and then uh Corbin tried to attack Riddle, no surprise there after the match. Riddle was able to, you know, able to beat him up and being able to escape. So that was pretty cool, I guess. And then King Corbin backstage said that he accepts Matt Riddle's challenge and they're going to wrestle tonight at Payback. So overall, this match is going to be terrible, in my opinion. It's not going to be good. You know... This all does stem back to the Royal Rumble this year where Corbin eliminated Riddle. It's just it's it's just not going to be a good match, in my opinion. I believe Riddle is going to win, but I feel like it's going to be such a stupid match. If Corbin wins, oh my god, people are going to be so pissed. Alright, so now Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks are in the ring. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and Bailey blames herself for Sasha Banks losing the Royal Women's title to Asuka. Since it's well known, Sasha can't successfully defend the Royal Women's title and wants to move forward. So you kind of sense they really are sensing a lot of tension between Bailey and Sasha. They really are when you think of it, and I'm all for it. It is really a shame though how Oscar, I mean not Oscar, um, how Sasha lost to Oscar, but it's really a shame that Sasha is a five-time Raw Women's Champion. Every time she's defended the title, she's always lost. She's 0-5 in her first title defense, always. It's like. Why make her champion, though, if she's just going to lose a title in her first defense? 
Like, seriously? It's so stupid. It, it makes no sense. They should just let the title on Asuka, then. It, it makes no sense. I feel like they shouldn't have gave Sasha the Raw Women's title at all. They should have waited, you know, to give her the SmackDown Women's title against Bayley. Because eventually they are going to do that. I really don't get it, to be honest. I feel like it's really stupid. I feel like it's really stupid. But then Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler interrupt. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, why do they have Shayna with her? Like, why? Why with Nia Jax? This is so stupid. You're just burying Shane a lot more. Because Nia Jax, like I said, she's such a horrible wrestler. She can't talk at all. Every time she talks, like her voice, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like she's such she's so bad at talking. She's so bad at promos, wrestling. Like, oh my god. I feel so bad for Shayna because she was so dominant in NXT. And of course, you get called to the main roster. You're no longer dominant. You're just now, now you're going to become... You'd be lucky if you'd be a mid-carder. She feels like a jobber right now. Seriously. That's what she feels like, even though she's not. It's what it, it, They should have made her the Royal Women's Champion. I keep on saying it. They should have done that at Money in the Bank. She could have got a lot more heat if she would have won the Royal Women's Championship because it was in the women's uh, briefcase. Money in the Bank briefcase. That's what they should have done. That's what they should have done. But they, I guess, I guess they don't want to do it. I guess they don't want to do it at all. I, I really don't understand why, but it's whatever. Overall, this match is going to be terrible. If I can pay back. This is going to be a terrible tag team match for the, for the uh, women's tag team titles. It's going to be fucking stupid. Alright, so let me go backstage. Sami Zayn tries to reunite with Cesaro and Jessica Nakamura. And Cesaro and Nakamura explain that they are a tag team now. And wants Sami out of the Champions Lounge. So now it's like, is Sami going to turn good? Because now Cesaro and Nakamura have turned on him. Because, like they said, like, you know, you walked out on us. Like, we didn't even get a call from you. I feel like they should just... I, I, I get how WWE trying to keep kayfabe alive by not talking about COVID. Like, a real thing that's going on in the world. The COVID-19 pandemic. I get it. But it's like, in times like this, you have to talk about it. AEW's done that plenty of times. Not WWE, though. You know, they've really failed it. You know, they haven't... You got to educate the young viewers that watch the show and, you know, because some of them might be confused. Of course, they can ask their parents. They can go on the internet, but you know what I mean. But we'll see what happens now with Sammy because, I mean, his character we know is kind of annoying. Seriously, him as a heel, he's very annoying as a heel. He's definitely doing his job correctly, but he is, oh, my God, is he annoying as a heel. He makes me cringe when he's a heel. I like a bear as a good guy. And it's every time he speaks, so why does he like? He always like talks so loud. He's always screaming. Like he always, he feels like it's forced. You know what I mean? Like you have to listen to me. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just weird. It, it really is weird, to be honest. But um, okay. So we still are backstage, and Drew Gulak was talking to Adam Pearce, saying, like, oh, I want Braun Strowman for what he did to me, you know, last week. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, now you're going to do this to Drew Gulak now? Now you're going to bury him? You know, after Gulak had a classic match with Daniel Bryan back at the Elimination Chamber back in March, and he had a really good match with AJ Styles, um, I believe it was last month on SmackDown for the Intercontinental title. And after you released him a while back... 
and now he's back with the company. Now you're just like, what are you doing with him? Like, if I was Gulak, I wouldn't have even resigned. I'm like, nah, I'm out of here. Because now he's getting buried. Because then, he, you know, he grabbed a chair and then hit Strowman with it. It didn't affect Strowman at all. And then Gulak throws the chair to Adam Pierce, and Pierce says, hey, that wasn't me, that was Gulak. And Strowman's like, okay, well, tell him to go meet me in the ring. And then Braun Strowman just squashed him in the ring. Gulak didn't have, didn't get any offense in. Got none. So stupid. Like, why are you burying Gulak for? Like, what the hell did he do? This guy's been busting his ass every single time he's been in the ring. And you're doing that? You're burying him like this? Come on, man. Like, seriously? I mean, like like I said, if I was him, I wouldn't have even re-signed with the company. I would have said, nah, I'm going to go explore anywhere else. I'm not saying... I'm not saying he should have went to AEW. He could have went anywhere else in the world. He could have went to Impact. Impact. He could have went to Ring of Honor. Lou Johnny he can go anywhere he wants in the world. I'm not saying every wrestler has to go to AEW. He could have went anywhere in the world. Anywhere. And been a star. Because he is a star, but WWE doesn't see that. Sadly, they don't. But what are you going to do? Alright, so then backstage. Where we go back to backstage. Oh, before that, uh, Braun Strowman did uh, sign the contract. Adam Pearce got a signature. So, one more to go. So, then we're backstage again, and we see the Lucha house party. And the police will talk to Lindsay Dorado and Grandma Talese, saying, we'll just stay back here tonight. I'll show you how it's done. So, I guess we're going to see Kalisto as a heel pretty soon. He's been acting pretty heelish. So, I think we're definitely going to see him as a heel. And I like his, uh, I like his mask, by the way. He's pretty cool. Like like the design of the mask. It looks like he's it looks like he's turning evil, which I like to be honest. We'll see what it where it lands him. And then Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura attacked uh Lindsay Dorado and Grand Mentally. So and the Cesaro uh Kalisto match was probably the best thing of the night. Or not the best thing of the night, the best match of the night, obviously. Because there's such two underrated wrestlers going at it in the ring. And it was so good. It was really, really good. I forgot how good Kalisto was. He's been out for so long. He's a really good wrestler. You know, he could have been, in all seriousness, and I mean this with all seriousness, Kalisto really could have been the next Rey Mysterio in the WWE. I'm not saying like throughout the whole world, but in the WWE. He seriously could have been. He could have been the next Rey Mysterio. But they haven't used him correctly. They haven't used him correctly at all. Yeah, sure, he's won the United States Championship, but then he lost it the next night on SmackDown. And then he won it back at the Royal Rumble, and... His reign was okay, to be honest. It was mostly on the pre-show with his title defenses, which was kind of stupid. His matches with Ryback were like, eh, they were alright, I guess. And then he lost it to Rusev at Extreme Rules in 2016. I mean, he didn't really have like a long reign. Well, he had it for five months. Oh, no, excuse me. Uh, well, four months, to be exact. Four months. So, I mean, that was kind of like, eh, I was like, really? Uh, okay. And they really did nothing with him for a while until, like, he went into the Cruiserweight division, won the Cruiserweight championship, and then formed a Lucha House Party with Dorado and Mentalik. So, I mean, he's kind of had, like, a weird kind of career. Well, before, it was the Lucha Dragons. It was him and Sin Cara. They were great in NXT in the main roster. They were great, too. They were really fun to watch. I was really mad they never won the tag team titles on the main roster. You know, what are you going to do? He's such an underrated wrestler, and so was Cesaro. It's a shame that these guys haven't been, like, in the world title picture at all. At all. It's just, it's unbelievable. It, it really is unbelievable, in my opinion. It really is. 
So Cesaro did beat him. He did beat Kalisto after Grand Metal League Wednesday. Dorado got, got into which is going to have more ringside because he was trying to get involved. And, you know, Lucha House Party got into another argument. So we are going to see something happen between these, between this team right here. So then again, we go backstage. Nikki Cross and uh, Tavina were talking. And Alexa Bliss came along. And, you know, they had their friendship mug that Alexa gave Nikki a year ago. And Nikki Cross asked Alexa Bliss if she has one of her braids like The Fiend does. And Alexa got upset. And she broke Nikki's mug. So it looks like Alexa is turning back into a heel. She's much better as a heel, to be exact. So maybe she's going to get involved in tonight's match. Maybe that's going to happen. So who knows? So then we get to the we get to the six man tag team match, Biggie and Heavy Machinery versus Sheamus, The Miz, and John Morrison. So Biggie, Heavy Machinery, beat Sheamus, Miz, and Morrison. Overall, this match was so bad. This match was so all over the place and was bad. It had potential to be a really good six man tag, and it was so so bad. Like I'm not gonna lie, and Sheamus never got a tag in. And then he walked out on Miz and Morrison. So maybe maybe he's going to turn good soon. I mean, I don't know. He was really getting mad at the Miz and Morrison. I was like, this is so stupid. This is not even entertaining. This is not even funny. It's so stupid. But Biggie and Heavy Machinery got the win. It was like, uh, uh, okay. I was happy they won, but the match was so stupid. It was, it was so bad. It's like, really? <sighs> And now we get to our last thing. The best thing that happened on SmackDown. The best. Roman Reigns says he will be at payback and spoils that he will win back the Universal title. He said, that's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. He was looking at someone and that someone is Paul Heyman. I really marked out when I saw this. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman together. So I guess you could say Roman is a heel, I guess you could say. They can't fuck this up now. They seriously, they seriously, seriously, seriously can't fuck this up. They can't. You have Roman Reigns now with Paul Heyman. He's now a Paul Heyman guy. You cannot screw this up now. You cannot do any wacky shit. Roman Reigns has to win the Universal title tonight. He has to win. I know it would be stupid for The Fiend to win. You know, he won at SummerSlam, then a week later he loses. But this is the perfect opportunity for Roman Reigns to be booked like a badass. And I know I mentioned they, you know, they failed with that back in 2016. You know, here's the funny thing. At the Royal Rumble in 2015, he got booed out of the building. He got booed out of the building. And he was getting booed and booed for months. Until TLC, later on that year... He lost in the tables, ladders, and chairs match to Sheamus for the WWE title. And then Roman Reigns went crazy at the match, beating up everybody. And then he beat up Triple H, and the whole crowd was going nuts. And the next night on Raw, in Philly, where he got booed at the Royal Rumble, the whole crowd was going nuts for Roman. They were, they were like, this is how we want him to be booked. This is how we want Roman Reigns to be booked, like an ultimate badass. And then after Roman Reigns beat James for the WWE title that night on Raw, the whole crowd was going crazy. The whole crowd was going so crazy. It got such a huge pop. And I'm thinking, this is going to be perfect right here. And it didn't turn out that way. Because then he lost the title at the Royal Rumble. The Triple H in the Royal Rumble match. Which I think everybody knew was coming. And then he was getting booed again. So 
especially in like the big cities towards WrestleMania, and then back in Philly, he was getting booed out of the building. And then I was there the week uh, of WrestleMania. I was at Monday Night Raw at Barclays Center, and he was getting booed. I was like, see how, like how they failed to book him right there? And then when he won the title at WrestleMania, and then the next night on Raw, got booed out of the building. Got booed out of the building worse the next year when he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. But this is the perfect opportunity to book him like that badass now. Especially, you give him Paul Heyman, you give him Paul Heyman, it's going to work. It has to, it has to work. Seriously. Vince cannot fuck this up right here. It has to work. Don't make Roman look stupid. This has to work. So that's my SmackDown review. Overall, bad show in my opinion. This was the best thing that did happen on uh, SmackDown. But overall, the show was very cringy. It was just very bad in my opinion. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't really care for it in my opinion. Okay. So now let's do the payback predictions real quick here. I'm going to go eat dinner in a little while. I'm going to take a shower, go watch the rest of the Yankees, go watch the uh, second game of the doubleheader between the Yankees and the Mets, eat my dinner. All right, so let's do predictions for payback. Here we go. All right. We'll start with the pre-show. we got the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan versus the Iconics, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. Um, you know, this has been a pretty good underrated feud on Monday Night Raw between the Riot Squad and the Iconics. They do need to win the Riot Squad, so I am going to go with the Riot Squad, Ruby, uh, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. I'm predicting they'll beat the Iconics, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. You know, like I said, it's been an underrated feud, and they do need to win the Riot Squad. And I believe they're going to win. Alright, we got Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley with MVP and Shelton Benjamin by his side for the United States Championship. Now, this one is a tough one, to be honest. Because now MVP and Shelton and Shelton Benjamin are at ringside for this match. So, anything could happen. I'm pretty sure they might get kicked out during the match. But, mm, the Hurt Business has been taken over Raw Underground, and it feels like they do need a, they do need someone in that group to have a championship. They really do, so I'm predicting Bobby Lashley is gonna win the United States Championship tonight. That's my prediction. I believe I believe Bobby Lashley is gonna beat Apollo Crews for the United States Championship. I don't want Apollo to lose the title at all. I want Apollo to keep the title and have a nice long run with it. But I think that's it for his reign tonight. I think it's gonna end and I think Bobby Lashley is gonna be the new United States champion. And he won it back in two thousand six, Bobby Lashley. That was his first championship in the WWE. Before he won the ECW championship, he was the United States champion in 2006. So, I think he's going to win it tonight. Alright, so our next match. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. Like I said, overall this match is going to be really boring in my opinion. I don't think it's going to be good. Like I said, I know I, know, I, know I, I, know I said I'm not going to be able to watch the show tonight, but I'm still going to do a review for you guys uh, tomorrow morning. But I definitely don't want to look at social media and see the reactions toward every match. Like, I know what was good and what wasn't good. I for sure know this I for sure know this match is going to be terrible. But I'm predicting the bro who runs the show, Matt Riddle, is going to get the win over King Corbin. Hopefully he does, but I believe he will. 
get to our next match, uh, Big E versus Sheamus. We did see this match a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. It was a pretty good match. I mean, I don't know why people are complaining about it. I mean, I know we saw it a couple weeks ago, but, I mean, Sheamus, in a way, does need payback. You know, he wants to get a, get a win over Big E. I don't believe that's going to happen. You know, Big E's been booking, he's been, he's been getting booked pretty good, you know, since uh, Kofi has stepped away for a while. You know, Big E on his own, he's been pretty good. Well, he's already proven before that he's good on his own. He was the Intercontinental Champion back in 2013, November 2013 to uh, May of 2014. So he's proven he can handle it on his own. And I believe that he's going to beat Sheamus tonight. So I'm predicting Big E will beat Sheamus tonight at Payback. And it will be a good match. They had a great match a couple weeks ago, so I don't want people complaining. You're going to see another great match between these two. These two have always connected pretty well, you know, from, you know, the New Day versus uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, you know, known as the Bar at that time. They've always seemed to connect pretty well in the ring, and they're going to connect well tonight even as well. All right, uh, next match, uh, we got the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Like, I think this might be the worst match of the night. <laughs> In my opinion, um, kind of like with Shayna and Nia, they're kind of doing what they did with Daniel Bryan and Kane, but actually that was really entertaining. This is just boring and bullshit. Oh, my God. Because you have, like, two people that can't stand each other. Now they're a tag team going after a tag team championship. I believe, and I'm going to predict, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are going to win the WWE Women's Tag Team titles tonight. Even though I don't want to see that happen at all. Because it's going to be fucking terrible. Especially giving Nia a title. I feel so bad for Shayna, like I mentioned before. But I think it's going to happen. So, what are you going to do? Just like Batista said back in 2014. Deal with it. <sighs> Whatever. Um. Okay, we got Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. So, it's a rematch from Raw. That match on Raw... I mean... It was bad, to be honest. And I feel bad for Keith Lee, who got stuck with that generic jobber theme song. You know, I listened to his old uh, theme song in NXT, Limitless. It was so good. Like, I listened to it for the first time, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they really changed this theme song to that generic shit. And his attire looks stupid now. It's like, oh my god. This guy, is a, this guy was a beast in NXT with an amazing theme song. Now you make him look like a jobber with a generic theme song. I mean, come on. Bring back his old theme song tonight, please. Just do that. Hopefully they do. I don't know if they will, though, but... This is going to be a tough one right here. I'm going to predict Keith Lee is going to get the win over Randy Orton. And I believe it's going to happen because Drew McIntyre is kind of going to get involved. I believe his music's going to hit, distract Randy Orton, and Keith Lee's going to get the win over him. He's going to capitalize on the distraction and beat Randy Orton. That'd be a huge win right there for Keith Lee on his first pay-per-view on the main roster, you know, other than Survivor Series back in uh, 2019 last year. I'm talking about, like, one-on-one. His own one-on-one match, and he's officially on the main roster. He's not just, you know, here from NXT, and, like, he's not fully on the main roster yet, but he fully is on the main roster now. So I believe that's going to happen. Like, Drew McIntyre's music's going to hit, distract Randy Orton, and Keith Lee will capitalize, and he'll get the win. Hopefully he does. I would love to see that. All right, we've got two matches left. we got a tag team match right here. Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. You know, it was really a shame that Retribution ruined this match on Raw in the main event. 
this week. You know, they really did ruin it. It was a really good match on a really horrible Monday Night Raw. I'm predicting that uh, Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio will get the win. I believe this has potential to be the match of the night because I know the main event could probably say otherwise. But this really could be match of the night. Seriously, you know, Dominic and Ray, father and son teaming up against, you know, two guys that have torched them for months, Seth Rollins and Murphy. I believe they're going to win. I'm going with Dominic and Ray Mysterio to beat Seth Rollins and Murphy. All right, so now we get to our main event, which most likely, obviously, will be the main event. I don't know what else would be the main event other than this match. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman for the WWE Universal Championship. This is going to be really, really good. We're going to see a very violent match right here, in my opinion. You know, they shouldn't let these guys hold back at all. This is going to be really, really, really good. My prediction is Roman Reigns is going to win the WWE Universal Championship, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I do feel like something might happen though. Like maybe maybe there's two things that could that could happen. Or there's actually three things that can happen. One, Otis cashes in and becomes universal champion. Two, Brock Lesnar comes out after the match and attacks Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman was using Roman Reigns and then we see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the tenth million time. Or three, none of those things happen, and Roman Reigns walks out as Universal Champion. I do believe Roman is going to win no matter what happens. So that's my predictions right there, folks. I swear, if if fucking Otis really does cash in, if I'm right on that, I'm going to be pissed. I'm not even going to be happy that I'm right. I'm going to be so pissed if that happens. Oh, man. But overall, I hope it's a good show tonight. I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to watch it. But I'm still going to do a review for you guys tomorrow because I love you guys, of course. You know, thank you guys um, for getting me to 1,000 views and 1,000 listens here with my podcast. I really, really, truly appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. I didn't think I was going to get that far in a year, 1,000 listens. I'm like, wow. But no, I truly do appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Oh, I hope to, you know, you guys that are watching Payback tonight, I hope you guys enjoy it. I will be talking about it tomorrow. Let's see what happens tonight. So, and there'll be two episodes tomorrow. It'll be my payback review and my uh, second round predictions for the NBA between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat because that series starts tomorrow. So the first episode will be WWE payback review. And then the next one, which I'll do a little bit later in the afternoon, will be my Milwaukee Bucks versus Miami Heat predictions for the second round in the NBA playoffs. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode right here. And I hope you guys enjoy the pay-per-view tonight. Talk to you guys tomorrow.